It's happy hour again from the Collins Hotel in Uptown New Orleans. We are live. I'm Grant Morris. The Collins Hotel is at 3811 St. Charles Avenue, a great place to come and have a cocktail with us if you're already in New Orleans. If you're coming to visit, it's a great place to come stay. We have a very, very special program for you this afternoon. Our hostess is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Thank you very much. Mitch Foreman is on a break. He's not going to be with us at all, but I tell you who is with us here. We have three very special... Actually, we have uh, five very special guests by sheer chance, once you count them all. Peter Raschuti is the Assistant Dean at the Freeman School of Business at Tulane University. Peter, welcome to have hey, you. Nice out. to be here, Grant. And Michelle Weaver is the owner, proprietor, and creator of the we can't say popsicles, at Meltdown. Meltdown. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You actually make popsicles, but we're not allowed to call them popsicles. We'll call them ice pops. Ice pops for now. Yes. Oh, yeah. And our musical guests this week are a band called Sun Hotel, who are individually known as Tyler Skerlock, John St. Cyr, and Ross Farb. Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? I'm very good. Thank you very much. So the format of this show basically is that there's no format. <laughs> and anybody can say anything they want uh, at any time. So I just wanted to start with you, Peter, because... I was just watching television before I came here, and it was, uh, I made the mistake of watching the news. Oh, don't do that. I know, fatal mistake. <laughs> and, and they're talking about this whole thing with the debt ceiling and raising the debt ceiling, and if we don't raise it, then we're going to be in default, default, and it's no. all going to be all over the United States, and the Republicans are saying we're not going to do it, and the Democrats are saying that you have to do it, and if you don't do it, and blah, blah, blah. So I was just, it just seems to me that we're totally fucked. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the way it's referred to in the economic field. It's right. uh, No, there's no way they're not going to raise the debt ceiling. I mean, uh, they, we're not going to default in our debt or whatever. They're going to make it interesting. They're going to do some crazy 11th hour uh, negotiating, but uh, it's just not in the cards. So we don't have anything to worry about whatsoever. Nothing's going to go wrong. Everything's going to be fine. The economy's going to roll on. I, I'm actually pretty optimistic. I think uh, things are a lot better than the news media is making it out to be. I, you know, I'm calling it scarecasts. You know, that's what they're doing. Right. It's just uh, emphasizing the negative. And uh, well, that's typical of the news media. They do that. But also, you're a very optimistic person. Well, yeah, I do. It's uh, in general. Yes, I get on the right side of the bed kind of guy. But it's uh, the uh, no. I think it's. Uh, Pretty good economy, you know. The uh, on the, it's really very, very two tiered though, Grant. Because if you're a corporation or you're a rich person, you're doing great. And if you're the middle class, you've been having a pretty tough time of it. But there's very many more people in the middle class than there are rich people. And that is, and that is true. And uh, you know, it's, and it's happened. Uh, you know, thirty. The U.S. economy has doubled over the last thirty years. But 30, what does that mean when you say doubled? I mean, there's twice as much money floating. Twice around as or? much money. Twice as much what we call gross domestic product. And. Uh, and, you know, 30 years ago, the top 1% of the people uh, earned 10% of the income. Now the top 1% earn 20% of the income and have 40% of the wealth. So it's the distribution hang on, side. Hang on. Wait, wait, wait. What percentage of the population has 40% of the wealth? 1%. <laughs> so they, uh, and I'm are you pretty got, sure that's are you not us. In that? That's yeah. what I'm just checking. <laughs> not at all. Ross has bulging pockets, but I don't know. They, the rest of us, I'm not sure. They, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> what do they look like? These one percent. Well, I don't know. They probably have gold-plated guitars, things like that. There's how, um, many, how many people is one percent of Americans? Let's see. What do you get? About three hundred million Americans. Yes. Yeah, so was that thirty thousand? Would that be? Uh, oh, no, oh, don't tell me. Three minutes to Wapner. What is it? Uh, they. <laughs> It's a grain man. Is it? How, <laughs> how many? What is 1% of 300 million? Let's see. Well, 10% is 30 million. So well, 1% would be now. 3 million. 3 million people. Yes. 3 million people. And you don't know a damn one of them. Look at that, Grant. I, I don't think I do. Do you, know, do you know any of them? I think I know some. We're not close. What do they look like? They're uh, oh, usually a little over average height. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, they, uh, do they look like wealthy people? Uh, some of them, you know, I think, you know, we get super, nice haircut. Yeah. When you get super wealthy, sometimes you look the other side where you begin to look homeless on the other, on like the other the, side. Like more the, like more like the Ross. more like the band. Yeah, yeah. there's uh, but it's uh, <laughs> that's why I wondered if you guys are really in on. Oh, no, they're on the one percent. Oh, it's just but, a hobby for them. They hope to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so, so that is I mean, this is a recipe for disaster, though, isn't it? If one percent of the population controls 40 percent of the wealth, isn't that like revolution? Oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, you need to look at 70 percent of the economy is uh, is consumer driven. Driven. And the consumer, historically in America, has been the middle class. That's been the, the backbone of everything. And yet, you know, we've, we've changed the formula. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of a ba it's bad news. Well, that's, well, first of all, you're saying just one minute ago that everything's great, and oh. now, it's, now we're on to bad news already. Well, no, no. I say, you know, it's, it, I mean, for instance, a lot of people say, why is the stock market doing so well? The last 27 months has doubled. Why is the stock market doing so well? Well, I'm so glad you asked, Grant. There's, you. Uh, they, the last uh, 27 months, it's doubled. It, right, and, and that's because corporate earnings are soaring. Corporate earnings are at record levels. U.S. corporations have never made this much money in the history of the world. Why are they making so much money when we're all saying this economy is screwed? Well, they, you know, they haven't hired a lot of people. 
Uh, their margins are terrific. They're very, very lean. And um, so, what? What is the reason for that? Is it because unions don't have any power anymore, or they can figure? Someone's just figured out how to. They're squeezing more from the same stone. You know, I mean, that's the most amazing thing. U.S. productivity is at record levels right now. They're getting more and more out of existing employees, but, but not is, hiring new ones. But then we're not making more stuff because partly the problem is apparently we don't produce anything here anymore. You know, we do produce, uh, and we're producing more uh, grant. I mean, but it's mainly the real growth is for export. You know, for, for the last 30 years, we've been uh, buying cheap plastic things from China and India and, uh, you know, and, uh, and teaching them about greed. And it's, it's really starting to pay off. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what are we exporting to these people who are buying all our stuff? Oh, um, all of a sudden, manufacturing is back in the United States. The dollar is so weak that uh, foreign countries can buy our, uh, buy our goods cheaper than they can make them at home. Okay, this is the exact opposite, isn't it, of what you hear on the news all the time? Isn't it, mm-hmm. Michelle? Yes. yes. Isn't this... I thought that we're not manu- we're importing everything. We're not exporting anything. We're not manufacturing anything, and we're we're consuming, not supplying. You were saying no. it's the opposite. No, in fact, the balance of trade is getting a lot better. We're we're shipping shipping out a lot more than we did, and uh, because the dollar is so weak, we're able to buy less of it coming in. So uh, that's the ben- benefit of the weak dollar. The, the bad news is, like, I brought my family to Italy last summer, and we're living like paupers. You know, we're like <laughs> eating rigatoni out of a bucket and saying, "Manja, manja, enjoy yourself." You know, but it's uh, but is uh, your family from Italy originally? Uh, originally, yeah, we have all those vowels. It's uh, we're from uh, Bari, just north of Sicily. And do you have family there still? I don't think so, but I did uh, have a. So I, you have to pay for your own accommodation, which is. Oh yeah, but I did get an e- I got an email from a guy named Rashudi who was uh, worked for the Bank of Bari, so. It's just a matter of time before I find some money in my family. Someone, someone's going <laughs> to bury the treasure. Oh, absolutely. There, I'm somewhere. still digging. Hey, Michelle, where did you come here from? Well, I'm from Mobile, Alabama originally, but uh, the last place I lived before New Orleans was Los Angeles. And what did you do there? Make popsicles? No, I was in the fashion industry. What? You weren't really, were yes. you? Yes. And I started making... What, were you a model? No. She could I be. Did, she uh, could be. <laughs> Thank what did you. you. What did you do? I did clothing manufacturing for a company called Dolce Vita. So you had like a sewing machine, you mean? No. Which I, is Italian for the sweet life, right? Yes. 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 Sure. The, I, mean, I knew I was brought here for some reason. Yes. Um, <laughs> what did you do? You made clothes. I didn't make the clothes. I was just in charge of the folks making the clothes. Management. We had all the production done again in the U.S. Uh, it was in Los Angeles. But subsequently, I was laid off from my job a year into it because all of our uh, manufacturing went to China. Yeah. Okay, so here we go again. But yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's not what's happening, apparently, according well, no, to it's, our Well, no, it's really going both ways, really. It's, uh, like, for instance, you know, we used to follow uh, – I run a program at Tulane where we do research on companies, publicly traded companies. And we used to follow a company called Russell Athletic, you know, the people make mm-hmm. the T-shirts and all. And it was interesting. They grew the cotton in the United States. They made the, uh, the, the fabric – in the United States, but finally the sewing was all done abroad, and that's, that's sort of the, the last step. And that's what happened to Dolce Vita? Yes. So we have to boycott Dolce Vita now, or are they out of business anyway? Uh, no, their business is thriving. Really? Yes. Since they got rid of you? No, 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 no. I have a graph here showing that is not true at all. There's, there's a, what? She was stuck inside a mobile with those Memphis blues exactly. again. Exactly. She was. There's a, and so there well, was a good it brought about this ice pop business. That's, that's what I can say so about what working for this. So you worked for Dolce Vita as an, in management. They yes, fired and it, you, and you say, you know what? I'm going to make ice well, pops. Well, I was already doing this as a hobby. Making ice pops. stress reliever. How did, oh, really? How did yeah. you, how did you what, well, make them at ba- home? What it, did you do? You get a stick. A stick and where a popsicle get, mold. Where do you get the sticks uh, from? Sorry, ice pop mold. Oh, well, uh, let's, uh, let's stop right there. We can't <laughs> use the word popsicle because Unilever owns the word popsicle. Yes, it's a trademark, and, and that used to be my name. Your name was popsicle. She was known as Ma- Michelle <laughs> my, Popsicle, which yes. is incredible. Is Michelle that? Popsicle. <laughs> and Unilever um, sued you for you, uh, your business name. I yes, see. she danced under what? Michelle Popsicle. Well, might have been <laughs> <your middle> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say, say in New Orleans, I guess. That's a whole different kind of pole dancing. Popsicle. So. Unilever said you weren't allowed to call yourself Popsicle. Yes. How'd they find you? Well, I, uh, it's bittersweet. I got Oh, that's some, no pun intended, I see. I got some national press. I was in Food and Wine. And as soon as they mentioned my name in Food and Wine, I got the cease and desist two days later. What did they say about you? You said that you've got a Popsicle store. Yeah. And they said that I couldn't use their name because they owned that name. It was a trademarked name. Wow. You, Peter, what's the deal with that? I don't know. Sometimes you see them going down the street crushing lemonade stands from children. <laughs> they're, they're quite a group. You know, what does Unilever make besides popsicles, which I wasn't even aware that they, they made own, the popsicles? They just own everything. They yeah. dish detergent, you name it. 
They're a lot of products in the grocery. European country, a company, right? They're I don't know. So, I don't know. Maybe they. they I, well, who invented the word popsicle then? I think it was a good humor thing initially, and then they oh. own good humor. Okay. Unilever. Oh. So what are you allowed to call? Which would mean one. Ice pops, ice lollies, ice blocks. Right. You know. Nobody fun uses. on a stick. I call I call them frozen confections on a stick. Oh. Okay, well that sounds cool actually. Better than popsicle. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so popsicle. screw Unilever. You don't need them. So you started making these things in your kitchen at home yeah, in LA. And the, and what part of LA were you living in? Hollywood. In Hollywood. Yeah. Wow. So you'd go home to Hollywood to your little stinky apartment there? Exactly. And make popsicles. Yes. <laughs> What's the hygiene situation with the popsicle sticks? Wait, what? You can only use them once, right? Yeah, you can only use them once. <laughs> okay. They're not old. It's not a recyclable so, product. Okay. Cost cutter grant. I just was wondering about that. I've always wondered about what happens to the popsicle sticks. After. Uh, where, do you just, bu- where do you buy the sticks from in the first place? Uh, China? No. They're made in America Are they? from a school supply company. School supply oh, company. Oh, because yeah. that's what you apply the glue with, yes. the paste. Sure. Oh, you remember that. It's not the tongue depressor when you go to the doctor. No. It might, it's uh, a whole different Those thing. are too big. In New Zealand, did you have uh, did yeah. you have yes, we glue? Do. Yeah, we had you glue. That, uh? Yeah, I used to sniff it. <laughs> do you call them ice blocks? No, in they New call Zealand? them. We used to call them TT twos. Wow, oh, I don't how catchy! Know, I don't know where that came from. With the, let, the letter T twice and then the number two. Wow, that's very wow. cool. You could do that. You could call it TT two. Yeah, and then be sued by New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where TT two comes from. That's so Actually. amazing. It is a weird. It is a weird name. Well, let's uh, just tell us one thing before I want. They're going to get these guys to play a song for us, don't you? Think sure. We've got oh, to that yeah, point. Yeah. Well, we should. Guitars. Just tell us one thing before we do, though. What. When you say stress reliever, you'd come home from sewing these clothes or managing people to sew clothes. Yes. Who were the people sewing them? Um, a, a company in but Los they, Angeles. Were they like illegal immigrants type big sweatshop? It wasn't a sweatshop situation, and it wasn't necessarily the people who were manufacturing the clothes that stressed me out. It was my bosses, and my job became very complicated. Um, doesn't everything become complicated yeah. in the end, though? Everything starts out so simple, doesn't it? You know? And I was having Even a meltdown. Meltdown. From that, and that's oh, where yeah. my name yeah. came okay, from. Okay, very that. good. That so yes. great. Very good. That's a good point to go and turn to the band at Sun Hotel. <laughs> yes. We're not going to ask you anything about where you got the name from at all. That's <laughs> are, are you guys, now, you guys, you guys have been to bands for, for two years. Something, almost two years. Yeah. Almost yeah. two years, not quite two. It'll be two years August. in August or September. And, John, what did you do to your knees? Oh, I fell off my bicycle. <laughs> you last fell night, off your bicycle. And I also sprained my wrist, so this is going to be really hard Yikes. for me. You sprained your wrist and skinned your knees falling off a bicycle last night. Where yes. were you? I coming was home from the Saint. Coming home from the, coming home from the Saint, <laughs> if anyone's familiar. The Saint is a bar. It's an establishment. It's, it's, a, it's, it's been called a bar. How it much, bar. How much had know. you drunk, exactly? Oh, Can you remember? Are you toting a, a guitar on the bike? Because that is tough. Yeah. Yeah. No, not, not this time. <laughs> so you, you hit a pothole or something. Not even, no. I just fell. Hit a five-year-old. <laughs> just, <laughs> five year <laughs> just fell off your bike. Just, uh, I never saw the girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tragedy struck. Well, um, how's your wrist? Let's have a look at it. Is it pretty bad? It's, like, it's, it's a, a little, little swollen. swollen. I put it's a little out a hot sw- compress, but I, I, I learned later that I, I think you're supposed to put ice, ice it. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. The hot compress will make it worse. And that's so. his fret-grabbing hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> So, have you been playing the guitar for long? This is not your first day or anything. Uh, not my first rodeo. Since uh, about six, seven, eight years now. Yeah. And what about your other guys? You, I said, Something like that. I don't remember I don't anymore. Remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. It's been a while. Yeah. And what's this little keyboard you have here? This is a little keyboard. This is Trial. a Casio. <laughs> it makes some silly little right. sounds, but it's great. It's good. Okay. What are you thinking of playing right now, then? Um, you want to play God Along or Alchemy? I don't know. Um, oh, you haven't got to figure it out. Okay. <laughs> That's what we can do. Yeah, let's do that. Do it. Yeah. You yeah, want to you do should it? do it. One of the cool things this little keyboard does is it makes these uh, terrific. Ah, you got some beats going on. All right. Oh, What's the name yeah. of the song? This song's called "Got Along." Sun Hotel. Maybe I should move 
I'm sorry. I can't actually hear that with the headphones. I'm sorry. Am I making this tough? Yeah. We're going to have to go with that. Let's not do that. How could you know? 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 Maybe I should move. Maybe in with you. I've been checking prices for above. Though I told you once, you don't have my love. I was young enough to not give a fuck. How could you know? Is the song called How Could You Know? It's called Got Along. Got Along. Oh, see, he didn't get that right, Grant. That's unbelievable. Are the words got along in the, in the chorus anywhere? I don't think so. That's a very good marketing move. To, <laughs> what do you think of that as a marketing move, I've Peter? I've never, never seen that done. That's, well, I think That's it's really something. There are songs. We don't, yeah, we don't usually repeat ourselves very much, but when we do, it's usually a big point. Rachel, what good? Do you guys like <laughs> a drink? If anything, after that, you deserve a drink. Oh, yes, I can have another gin and tonic. I could probably do something with this before that. Yeah, you can finish that one. You, got, you guys good? You got another one coming? I think she's taking care you good, of Michelle? Thank you. I'm Peter, you good? I'll have another one. Another one of those? Okay, so everyone's upping their drinks again. So I like these lyrics. All I want to do is make plans and touch you with my minimal hands. <laughs> yes, I didn't. Fantastic. That was Peter and I both yes, like their they... favorite line in the song. Thank you. Thank what, uh, what is that referring to? Minimal hands. Um, well, I guess the whole song is very much... The, the song is very much about someone who's not around anymore, but a more of like a looking back situation. And the whole situation was always taken very like minimalistically, and nothing happened, and went completely like did not self-denying everything. Like we're just gonna go and do our own thing and not take any action. And then with that song, I've looked back on that and referred to myself that way. Is and that something that really happened to you? Well, yeah, it's about a really good friend of mine. So. It's a, really yeah, still minimal, still good friends. So, um, does anyone say ever tell you sound like John Lennon? No, never, never. Have before. Yeah. Do you guys think that? 
Is it just I, me? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't jump out at me. I didn't know that, but you know, it's uh, it's a nice compliment. It's yeah. not yeah. a bad yeah. thing. It's not a bad thing to tell Lennon someone. Lennon did sure. very, very well. It's a lot of pressure. He's quite popular. A couple more gin tonics to deal with the pressure, but yeah. I know that's probably the terrible thing to say. Do you know you sound like the Beatles? I mean, how. How stupid a thing could that be to say? I, that's what I was thinking when I was listening to that song, though. Thank you. Well, actually, oh, yeah. that song I wrote while I was listening to the Beach Boys way too much. And <laughs> you know, I don't know if you know them, the Beach Boys and the Beatles, long history, and they were always trying to rip each other off. So well, they probably snuck in there somewhere. Well, that's interesting. Are you still listening to a lot of Beach Boys? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. That's oh, a big, yeah. big influence. And the keyboard sound is the very Beach Boys. And the good vibrations has actually got into the song. It did, yeah. Well, I was listening yeah, to that that's true. so yeah. much. <laughs> that is, obsessed. That's a California sound, if there ever was one. Did you listen to much Beach Boys out there in Hollywood, Michelle? Not at all. Nothing. Jeez. <laughs> How long were you in, in Hollywood for? Only one year of my Just life. Just one year yes. in Hollywood. That's I enough. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. Songs I mean, I lived in New York before that for six years, and I just, I loved that experience, and it was the polar opposite. So just uh, just take us back for a moment to the to the stress relief. <laughs> I'd like to know yeah. how making popsicles relieve stress, because I'm up for well, doing that. Well, I'd love that. to cook. And so, right. um, you know, what I do is based on a Mexican tradition. Yeah. Um, they call them paletas. And wherever there's a large Hispanic community, typically you'll see these paletas. And so out in Los Angeles, they're everywhere. Um, and I just thought... Yeah, they've got guys on the street on yeah, the cart. Yeah, you see the, the carts. Yeah. Um, Which reminds me, if, if Jesus really were a Jew, why the Spanish name? <laughs> hey, there's a... Okay, okay. Jesus, okay. That's a, well, a, that's a good question. Yeah. questions. <laughs> So you you found it was relieving stress to make yeah, popsicles. Yeah, and, uh, and there was a farmer's market <laughs> right down the street. Yeah. Uh, so I got all the fresh stuff, strawberries, any sort of berry I wanted. Um, and you and buy a mold, apparently, to make these. Yes. Out, what you said earlier. Yes. So you stick them in the freezer, and then an hour or two hours or whatever later, you've, yeah. you've got something to give people. Exactly. And that... Uh, or sell people, as we say at the business school. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> it's funny, though, because when I was making them in Los Angeles, I didn't think they were cool enough maybe for everyone so I was very uh, I would just give them out to my neighbors but I bought an ice cream truck when I lived there so you we only there for one year and you bought an ice cream yeah. truck. How much does an ice cream truck cost? Well, it was pretty inexpensive. It's a 1971 postal vehicle. Yeah, okay, um, that would be cheap. Yeah, it was pretty cheap. I think you guys could afford that even It was pretty cheap. It's very wow, aesthetically pleasing. but um, Like a truck that would go to the neighborhoods? That kind of Yeah. Like a little. That's pretty tiny with a bit music. of mail. Yeah, it's oh, tiny yeah. with the music. The, how did you oh, keep wow. it? <laughs> well, it was already converted to an ice cream truck when oh, I got I it. So it's, there was a freezer. And it had the thing playing the music. Yeah, it had the music. Yeah. Annoying. I lived in such yeah. a bad neighborhood. The uh, the ice cream truck played helter skelter. It was incredible. It was uh, really really annoying. But um, and but the irony of all this is that when I had the ice cream truck out there, I sold good humor uh, product. And then that's our then old friends Unilever. Oh, oh so man, you, you had an ice cream truck that you weren't selling your own no, stuff. No, I was out of making selling- my own stuff, but I wasn't quite sure it was cool enough for everyone there. So Even though I was putting basil and rosemary So and your job was actually driving around in one of these ice cream trucks. Well, yeah, but I would do private events. I wouldn't just drive around because that wasn't very lucrative, we found. And, it, and the neighbors would call the police because they were so annoyed by the music. So really? <laughs> anytime we stopped, within five minutes, the police were there. Because what neighborhood is this? In Hollywood? Yeah, in Hollywood. People call the cops in Hollywood from the ice cream yeah. truck? Yeah, they, wow. call the, they call the police if you have a young child crying, too. That happened wow. to me also They need more there. crime. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I don't know what crime is out there. Yeah. <laughs> they need to come here to number one murder capital of the country. Know how to live. They wow. called the, you got the cops... Came out to your house because your baby was crying? Yes. I had a six-month-old baby at that point. And well, they do cry. They do cry. Yeah. And that's what I told the police. I Almost like, anyone you buy, they're going to cry. Yeah. They it's cry. It's not like you can get around there. So, and yeah, see, there, it was just what, bad. Did the cops take the baby off you and take it, give it Defin- to child services or anything? Definitely not. <laughs> wow. You didn't have the baby in the freezer or anything? No. Like no, the baby no. Was How sleep- strange. The baby so, was sleeping when the police arrived, and they, you know, I was really angry, and they told me they understood they had children, but they had to come and investigate. That's what So that was sort of the police. turning not point like for me, cops. though. I decided yeah. I can't live LA. here. Yeah. So did you drive your ice cream truck to New Orleans? I had it shipped. I don't oh. think it would have made it. 30 that would have been a dramatic... That's a documentary, right? They're right driving the thing on yes. I-10? Yeah, it maxes <laughs> out at 35 miles per hour. It wouldn't have made it. And so you had it shipped on, the, on a train or on a truck? On a truck, yes. A truck, so the truck bought your ice cream truck. Yes. And um, 
what happened then? I mean, you were going to sell good humor ice cream in New Orleans? Why, why well, New this Orleans? Is, well, Flat. We, okay. Good reason, right? We moved here. And we hot. were very familiar with the city. I mean, I grew up in Mobile, which is very close. Um, my husband's family lives here. Um, so that sort of brought us here. What does and he do? Is a, he in the ice cream business? He's in the film business. So that's oh. one reason we came here. We knew there was a burgeoning industry. Yeah. So What does he do in the film business? He's a set dresser, works all over the art department. There's um, lots of work in that field here, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's going great. A yeah. lot of yeah. stuff going on. And they're great. cool. And it's a cool industry, you know? It's, I'm, I'm really uh, proud of that. Are you, are you involved with that at all? No, but I mean, you know, that's like when you go around and you yeah. talk about New Orleans economy, that's a great thing to throw out there. So the new, we should talk about the New Orleans economy in a minute, actually. That's a very well, good... We've got to get these drinks first. Yeah, that's a, here come the drinks. Um, this is a good tray. Look of you know what I like is the ice cream goes. truck here in New Orleans, the one that goes down the street and then plays a little music and then it goes... Hello. Hello. <laughs> do they all do that? Hello. Do they do that nationwide? Yes, they do. What, why? Where did that come from? That seems ridiculous. We're in a ridiculous conversation. I, I, now, I have a friend. That, um, I have a friend that I was. I find uh, that hard to believe. Right there. No, no. I, I, I found. I have a friend that was uh, actually in an appointment with a psychiatrist, and in here in New Orleans. And uh, is this and true? This is true. Yeah. And he. Um, and they asked, the psychiatrist asked him a very poignant question that took a lot of thought, so there was nothing said for 60 seconds. And in that dead period, an ice cream truck came by and said, hello. You know, and and he kind, of, kind of broke up the... Uh, Did it have a sort of a cathartic effect on I the think, guys? Yes. All of a sudden, I realized, that was my mother. Yeah. <laughs> So you, did you drive your ice cream truck around New Orleans selling, yes. selling and, Unilever uh, products? I decided to debut my product yeah, in New on Orleans. The truck. Yeah, so I we took the truck out for the first time. I had the good humor. You and your husband? My husband. He's part of the deal, even he's, though he's, he's part of the deal. He's dragged into it. Yeah, like he's at, <laughs> he's at the shop right now when he has to be. Okay, um, he's he's part of the deal. Anyway, uh, we took the truck out. I took the good humor stuff and I took the stuff I had made. No one in New Orleans wanted the good humor. They all wanted the handmade. Yes. Oh, so that was the turning point for my business. Yeah. I scrapped oh. the good humor and just went with my own product. That was, really cool. so that was just in one day that happened. That was suddenly one day you thought, you know what, I'm going to throw the good humor. So what did you do with the old good humor stuff? Did you have to eat it all? No. Just I melt th- it? I think we put it on Craigslist and we just gave it, it away. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so like, great. It was like free Must come ice immediately. Cream. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's a pretty encouraging story, isn't yeah. it? Good old like New Orleans. I like That's it. That's local. <laughs> Shall we have a listen to another song? Oh, yeah. And these guys and are good, by yeah, the way. Yeah, very We should good. just listen to one more and then we're going to then we're gonna get back to the New Orleans economy. Oh, yes. Let's do that. In just a moment. Yeah. What, now, what is this one? This song is called Rediscovery. Rediscovery. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I snuck on to the yard Dressed like a baby lamb And now I'm selling bars In the promised land And the big man upstairs Ain't the only one losing his When did you guys discover that you could sing in such beautiful harmony like that? I don't know. That's, that's all we do. Like that's all we do. When we're talking to each when we're playing each other's songs or listening to music, everybody just, even in movies, <laughs> really? somebody will turn to me and be like, hoo, hoo, hoo. I'm trying to watch a movie. How did you discover that, though? Did you, did you advertise uh, looking for each other? or did you? <laughs> no, no, did no you, way. This we is not a group of, of hired guns. Well, we like, were kind we of all are, in different we bands with each other. This. We're best friends, and we, all, we used to live in like, the dorms together. Oh, yeah, where'd you go to school? Or? We all still go to Loyola, actually. Oh, we're all cool. seniors at Loyola right now, yeah. or we're going to be in the fall. So you're actually getting a degree in something useful. I no, would no, not no, say no, that. No. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> total waste no, of time. Wow. Completely. Seriously. What will you end up with degrees in? <laughs> well, music industry. Ross studies? and I are music industry. Oh, that's supposed to be a, new, that's a great it's concentration. Cool. No, it's yeah. Great. It's yeah. great. It's definitely very up in the air, though. Tyler is religious studies. I'm religious studies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's are you, you really? Got, yeah. Wow, that's why I can do the little, little Bible things that you threw in there. Yeah, sure. There's a lot of illusions. You can't throw that stuff out unless you're a theology. Very relevant. Oh, it's not theology. Oh, it's not. It's religion. Theology is people who talk about God. And at Loyola, it just says it's like we talk about people who talk about God. Oh, one step like, okay, well, like now, we're fine. now we've got to, let's get right down to it. What's the best religion? <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. That's easy. Because no. <laughs> you studied all of them, right? What's, what's the best one? What should we go for? What's going to save us on earth? Oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> what do they teach in Maybe religious studies? Whatever, whatever, There's a hurricane whatever, coming whatever in the Camping is doing, <laughs> that seems to be working out. Which so. one? Whatever... Harold Camping's up to just go with that. Who, who is that? He's the May twenty first guy. Oh yeah, oh. out of Oakland. Yeah, well, yeah. But he's the he's the last yeah, guy he's, you're gonna believe. In. I don't know. He said it just changed the date. He's you know? moved it's, to it's, October twenty first, right? That's so great. It's still okay. going down. It's so still going down. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, very well, exciting. Are, are you a religious person or it's just an easy course? Certainly not. It's incredibly easy. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm incredibly interested in it, and it's. I love Loyola's religious studies department. They are incredible people. A bunch of Marxists just trying to brainwash us. It's great. Okay. Oh, yeah. hey, that's terrific. Marxist religious people. What about the, um, you guys are both doing music studies courses. Right. Yes. And what is music studies? It's like music business, you say. Yeah, essentially. Music industry. It's kind of, yeah, it's like a mixture industry. of everything involved with it. It ends up being like an entrepreneurship, cool. like do everything yourself, don't ever work for anyone ever. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Those other guys will steal all your royalties right. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is this sort of like a business like you teach in business school there? No, this is across the street there. This sounds this right next door. You're, you're at Tulane University. Yes. And these guys at Loyola, which are right next door to in each fact, other. In fact, I take uh, guitar lessons from John Rankin. He teaches oh, yeah, over John there, Rankin's yeah? Awesome. And uh, he yeah. plays here on Tuesday nights. Do you want to? Do you want to pick? No, up no, I'm trying, I'm trying to quit. Okay. Yeah, it's not So when you guys graduate, which is what this year coming up? This coming. All the three of you. Hopefully. Did you know each other from outside this, or you met in school? We all met we in, in college. college. You met in college, and then you Freshman figured out you could all sing in harmony together, and I guess so. and play in a band. We were kind of in other bands, and we all sang, and then we kind of just started playing together. Do you have yeah. a drummer? It just happened. Yeah, well, this is not exactly our normal arrangement. Okay. No, we're, which one this is, is our stripped down and played the columns, which is... You know, <laughs> yeah, right. okay. you know, this is be- Jeez, beautiful room. And no one one of us is in a different country right now. 
Yeah, one of the guys in Prague. Not we, one of the three of you, because it's yeah. one of those metaphysical <laughs> I mean, things. Because well, they study yeah. religion. I don't know. It could Parts be. That's just, still there. Yeah. I'm in Belgium. Okay. I'm experiencing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so are you going to stick with the band when you finish college, or are you going to go and do something you know, uh, else? Well, I mean, we're certainly not going to stop playing music, which is basically... I mean, th- we, we do a lot more than Sundertail, actually. We, all of us and a bunch of other guys, like eight other guys, maybe run this, like, do-it-yourself DIY record label in New Orleans. What's it called? It's called Chinkapin. Chinkapin. Yeah, it's C-H-I-N-Q-U-A-P-I-N. Okay, now here you go. We've got two people here, Peter, with startup businesses. We've right. got Michelle Weaver, who's got a company called Meltdown, who makes not popsicles, but fruit confections. Uh-huh. TT2s. Yeah, frozen TT2s. Confections. Frozen confections. Uh-huh. And we've got a guys with a little record label called Chinkapin. That's right. Chinkapin Records. Chinkapin Records. Well, yeah. you know, I okay. think this is very what? interesting because this is what builds an economy. Now, uh, what happens to these guys? How do you, I mean, you're a business, I, I, I read this thing on, you, you, you do public speaking. Yes. You speak all over the place. Yeah. And you have like a, these people sort of Chinkapimp you out here. No, no, no. They have, yeah. they have a website <laughs> where... Where they, where they, where yeah, they, where they say what you're going to talk about, and one of the things they talk about is what the financial markets are telling us about the future. And it says here this, the talk is about if the majority of people were right, the majority of people would be rich, and, and they're, they're not. And they're not. Yes, that's not the truth. So, so obvious. That's such an obvious thing, but so true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how do you become one of these people if you had a small record company or if you have a and have a small confectionery ice confectionery company? What's the secret? What could you tell these guys? To separate Please. themselves from everyone who's wrong. Well, I want to uh, back up for a second. You know, one of the things I'd like to say is that, you know, I used to be the assistant state treasurer here, and one of the things I would see is that uh, you would get everybody wants when, to. Can I just ask you, when you say here, you mean the state of Louisiana? State of Louisiana, yeah. You were the assistant state yeah, treasurer. Yeah, I managed to. We had $3 billion I was in charge of and up there. And, uh, did we, you get, did the you only get away with any of it? No, I, yeah. <laughs> in fact, I, am, I think I'm the highest ranking government official in Louisiana to have left without being indicted, which is incredible. <laughs> it's a, it would be funny if it wasn't true. <laughs> I know. And, he, and Edward's he's got a 38 yes. year old fiance or Where something. Did you, how'd you screw that up? Oh, my really? God. You that guy is a hero to people. He's a genius, isn't he? He really is. But, you know, when you talk about economic development, just about everybody wants you to bring in the next Mercedes plant or something like that. Well, Jesus, every state is trying to do that. And by the time you get them, you're giving away the farm. The key is to put the money in these small businesses yeah. and let them develop here. And the other thing about Louisiana, it's tough to get to people, uh, New Orleans in particular, it's tough to get people in. I mean, uh, if you, New Orleans is the kind of town you're either going to take a pay cut to live here or, you're, um, or you can't print enough money to get people here. You know, it's the same thing we look for faculty. You know, it's New Orleans, you either love it or hate it. There's no middle ground. And so when you get people that want to be here, and, um, and if you can do things to help them, that's the key. So that's what you're saying is the key to making these the record company or the ice cream. I mean, the, what do you call it? No, can I just say ice cream? You the, can. That's the, fine. The ice cream shop to make them successful is they have to get money from the state? Well, I think, you know, that's what they, they have to be. That's the biggest, tough, toughest thing is to get access to money for, for growth. And uh, that's a tough one. So what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to borrow a bunch of money and put it into the company and then you owe the state a bunch of money? Or do you no, get no, free? I'm saying, but, you know, after, the good thing you is mean, that. No, no, what, what is it, free money then? No, but, I mean, after. <laughs> after <laughs> what's the, what's Call the that number on your screen. <laughs> There's the, a. They, uh, <laughs> what, what is the deal, though? Well, well I, mean, I mean, there are a lot of programs the state has put in uh, to affect after Katrina to help build businesses. But what what is the well, I mean, I, Here's people sitting here would love to know. They well, I mean, wouldn't you? I don't yes, know. That's not my department. But if you call the Louisiana Department of Economic Development, I mean, that's what they're doing now. They're but, but trying this is to what you. But this is, I don't want to you know, beat up on you or anything, yeah. but, but I'm sorry if I sound like I am. No, you, you know, the show is about, you know, this thing, I mean, that's the show. Your talk here is about if people were right, they'd be rich. Really, you know what that really so, pertains to is the stock market, though. That's what I speak uh, okay. about. Yeah, there's... Um, well, that's, a, that's the big picture. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is more hands-on. This is kind of a... Uh, Speaking of hands, I noticed all these guys <laughs> have very short fingernails, and I think that's something you see with mm. guitar yeah. players. Now, you know? I guess you did have to have short fingernails on the left it hand if you're. Tough, yeah. right that's right. Hand. I think I'm just yeah. really nervous. Yeah, mostly. mostly <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you see no, short nothing. fingernails, sometimes guitarists and other two groups are um, knuckleball pitchers and lesbians, but for completely different <laughs> reasons. There's something. So I just a little something. Which one's which? They, uh, they <laughs> okay, I'd like you to Not stand. <laughs> what? So honestly, though, there's nothing you could tell these guys. There's no. no advice you would give them. I, as I don't a, teach entrepreneurship. But you, the, don't, um, you do or you don't? No, I don't. I don't. You don't. Well, so, what is entrepreneurship? Then that's just that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm your, looking at companies that What's your that angle? Are, uh, you know, I just try to get away with as little as I possible. But it's a, no, I basically for 33 years I've uh, been uh, teaching portfolio management to figure out which stocks to buy at which time. And, uh, and that, that's really where that line comes right. from. Because the key is, you know, for instance, right now stocks are really pretty cheap. And it's because 
everybody, nobody wants to buy them. I go to cocktail parties or crawfish boils, and nobody tells me, hey, I'm buying good quality stocks. It's like, you know, they pull me aside because I'm always like, I'm like kind of a nut magnet, you know. And um, <laughs> at these things, and uh, it's always like, I'm, t- I'm taking gold, I'm burying it under the swing set. Don't tell anybody, you know. It's like, oh, crazy. Is that a good idea, though? Really? No, no, I look around. I buy gold. And no, I think gold is absolutely ridiculous. You know, they, it's, it's, um, you know, it's the only commodity where they, every ounce of it ever made is still around. It doesn't get used up in an industrial process like platinum or copper or anything like that. Okay. And they're mining more of it every day. And the only reason it's worth anything, we think it's worth anything, is because we believe it's worth something. It's a, but isn't it's a it the same scheme. with everything, though? No, I mean, that's the problem. You get those gold bugs, and, they, and they're usually the same. They're usually crazy people. You know, you can usually tell when they're coming, you know. And it's like, I said, they're after us. You know, and it's like, oh, how much, <laughs> how much Fox do you watch? You know, it's something. Um, <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're just doom and gloom kind of people. And they'll say, why, why invest in stock? It's just a piece of paper. Well, let me you know, ask you not. this. Let me ask you this. Well, there's two, I have two questions. One is the psychology of the market, which is, is that what it's all about? That's really what it's all about. Yeah, it's uh, it's being able to is to buy when people are selling and to look at industries that are out of favor. And uh, you know, for instance, I mean, I know this is sort of like uh, this is this is blasphemous, but you know, a great time uh, last year at this time would have been to buy stock in BP. The stock has yeah. done incredibly well over that time. And, it uh, would have been a good idea. And that's uh, but you know, it's. Uh, you know, and, and remember, remember a year ago, everybody was watching that thing on TV with the, the flow. That they, the experts said they, it was 60,000 barrels flowing out of that yeah. every day. And, uh, but the one thing I don't think they were factoring in is that, you know, the, the camera puts 10,000 barrels on you. It really does. <laughs> so, okay. It might not, might not okay. be there. So, so let, me, let me ask you just this stupid question then. What you do is effectively, and you teach people how to do this, and you have, a, you have a, this fund called the Birkenrode Fund, right? right? Which is actually you put your money where your mouth is there. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we take the student research goes to Hancock Bank, and they have a publicly traded mutual fund, which is made up of these little stocks under rocks in the south, we, you know, the companies that Wall Street's really ignored. And uh, it's been open for nine and a half years, and it's outperformed 99% of the nation's mutual funds. And I have the lowest payroll on Wall Street, which, of course, is zero, which is... So you, imp- you have a whole bunch of students. Is this legal, by the way, before we commit this to... Oh, yeah. I mean, is it a legal fund, or is it a... No, no is it oh, legal okay. to have students working for you for nothing and then, oh, yes, I know. And then make a huge amount of money oh. out of them? Well, there's those people out front looking for us. No, it's uh, no. They they, have, they get the great experience. You know, right. one of the great things is we've sent 600 people from this program onto jobs in the investment field because they get such an unusual experience they couldn't get anywhere else. So, uh, so you've come up with this idea where you have a student-run mutual fund. Yeah. You send these students out into the marketplace right. and into the world, looking at companies and analyzing companies. Yep. And that's and they write that's a rep- they, t- they write 20, 30 page reports and they figure out if the stock ought to be bought or sold. And based on parameters that you teach them about, right, which is yep. their education, then they figure out whether a stock is going to be a company is good, is, a good is investment or not. Is worth more than the uh, the shares they're selling. And it. if it is a good investment, you actually buy it. Yeah, that mutual fund will buy it, and so and anybody can invest in the mutual fund. So you get how to. How to do that? But it's uh, very strange. And, and they so go to anyone the, listening to this could could invest in this. And in the Birken, it's called the Birken Road Fund. Yeah, it's run by Hancock Bank, and uh, the ticker symbol is H Y B U X. My wife came up with that. High bucks, and uh, and uh, <laughs> they. Uh, but it's uh, no, it's it's been. And we and these kids go to the hinterlands where those Wall Street analysts would never go. You know, these little yeah. small southern towns. You know, town poor southern towns, towns where they, the high school's so poor they have to use the same mule for driver's ed and sex ed, you know, that oh, kind of thing. No, oh, oh, you're... But, uh, no, not, it's true. That's they, not uh, nice. No, no. That's just, Mississippi, uh, you think. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so it's making a lot of money. This is the outperforming... It's outperforming other... Oh, 99, 99%. 99% of the other 4,500 so, okay, funds. the second question that I was going to ask you when I said there were two questions. Why do you bother teaching or doing this? Why don't you just make a whole lot of money for yourself? Oh, I, you know, it's, it's psychic income. I, I love working with students. There's really, to be honest with you, there's nothing like, you know, teaching students and then 10 years later, I, I went to an alumni event in Houston last night, and to come back and tell you, you know, how successful they're being, and they, you know, I've gone to their weddings, I've gone, they've brought their, you know, seen their babies. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful feeling. I'm sure that's wonderful, but wouldn't it be even more wonderful to just sit by the swimming pool all day or in your beach house or... Oh, I, I don't know. I think I'd go play nuts. The stock, would you? I'm like a shark. If I, if I wasn't moving, I would die. I think it was a... Yeah, that's kind of... A, really? That's what you guys are like that too? Yeah, yeah we just like Annie Hall. I'm going to agree with that philosophy. I'm going to agree with that too. But, um... Have you thought about that? I mean, you could be a super wealthy guy. Well, I used to be in the money management business, you know, back in Boston. And, what did um, you do? Uh, managed money for Kidder Peabody in Boston. And, uh, but, I, you know, I like this better. I like public speaking. I, like, I taught at Tulane for 25 years, which is, uh, you know, it's really wild. I've been there so long now that I've got to the point a couple of years ago where s- former students are bringing their kids to see the school. 
And uh, that, wow. you just freak. I mean, That's scary. You know, an 18, and the funny thing is you haven't gotten any older, right? No, 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 I know. And uh, like Dick Clark, you know, and... Uh, and you know, have an eighteen-year-old have an eighteen-year-old come up to you and say, "Hey, my mother had you," and it's like, "Excuse me, what are, uh, we, what are we talking about here?" <laughs> Wait, so you've seen a lot of kids. You've seen a lot of kids go, go through that. But uh, yeah, a lot of kids. What's the deal with uh, with having relationships with the, with the with the kids, with the students? Well, which do, way are you discussing do, this, Mike? Do, I mean, no. Oh, do I mean, people do that? Do staff members have relationships with their students? Do they mean, do they date them? Oh no, no. You're I'm not allowed to do that. No, no, you can't do that. That's that's not the, at all. That is, is the teaching a, what black lung is to mining. You know, that's you can't uh, they, do that. No. There's a law, There's a rule against. I that? guess there is. I've never <laughs> never tried. And have do any of the students come back though? I mean, and, and end up you know in relationships with this with faculty. Oh, I don't know about that. That would know. be some other show. That would be the, <laughs> I just this would be the Jerry Springer we just, show, yeah, Grant. I was just talking about that earlier. I was just and by the way, you know, Jerry Springer is a Tulane graduate. Oh, there you go. It all yeah, comes true. back to Jerry Springer. We do not put it in our brochure. but Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. It's crazy. Yep, there's Newt Gingrich. It's from it's from Tulane. From Tulane. Yeah, we got to get better alums. That's an interesting, that's good, though. I mean, And one of the two kids that started Yahoo is a Tulane guy. That's pretty impressive, too. Yeah, Bonner, too, the music festival. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a huge thing. They're doing great right now. Oh, I'd say, say so. We'll continue. I'd say they're doing okay. So listen, let's just wrap up this little segment here for a moment, and then I want to come back and talk about frozen confections. But... The date, what is the date today, by the way? Anyone know? The 29th? It's the last day of June. It's, it's the last Five day of the God. quarter. Yes. God. It's the last oh, yeah. day of the quarter. Okay. Yes. It's the 30th of June, 2011. Okay. I'm sitting listening to this on my MP3 player or right. on my computer somewhere in the world. And I've got $1,000. Oh, boy. What do I do with it? Jeez, I don't know. I, uh, it depends if you, you know, if you've got time, if you, if you can, if you can have money that you can put out there for ten years, I think the market is still a great place. It's, made, it's the stocks have outperformed every other investment. Really, um, ten over years. ten years. I've got to have ten years though. Yeah, I mean, but day to day, you know, if you watch CNBC and those crazy people and the Jim Cramer and the Mad Money and all that, uh, that's not that's gambling. That's not investing. Right. Uh, that's uh, we're talking about investing. So what? what okay, well, I'm just going to ask you one more then. What specifically am I going to invest in? Because putting stuff in the market, I can go do that. But I'm thinking you might know something. Oh, geez, a I, tip, a stock tip. No, I, no I, I'm not allowed to say listeners. things like that. I you don't think. I oh, don't. you can't give stock tips. I don't think so. No, oh, there's, uh, really? Yeah, because then true? you know, because not all stocks are appropriate for for different companies and all. But I will tell you, there's some ah, great companies okay. in this in this particular region. You know, I think. Uh, you know, a big mistake people always make is they think there's all the great investments are somewhere else, and generally they're right under your nose. And uh, that's what we find. Cocaine. No, no, that's not directly under it's your a nose. Different, no. Oh, it's a different No, there's nothing. Okay. I thought that might have been a, an obtuse. <laughs> We're talking about under your nose. Okay, let's get back, let's get back to popsicles for a moment. So you, you, you got rid of the truck somewhere along the line and opened a store on Domain Street. Yeah, I still have the truck, and you'll see it out tomorrow. Where would we see it? Uh, riding around the French Quarter. We're doing an event for Essence Fest. Um, Great. I don't really know what the product is we're promoting, but uh, we're going to have their logo. It's a car company on our truck, and we're going to be giving out free popsicles. Free, uh, free popsicles. ice pops. Free popsicles. It's so it's hard. A, it's 100 <laughs> degrees outside, and it's free popsicles. That yeah. would be free ice pops. Ice blocks. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what the route is yet, but uh, French Quarter, CBD... So, Look for us, twelve so, to six. So you got. So you still have the truck, and then you're we making em- enough money out of the truck to to rent a store yes. on Dumain Street. And is it going well? Are people coming in and buying these things? It's going really well. Hooray! Um, I'm hoping to get my product into Whole Foods. Uh, I had the buyer wow. come out, and that would be huge. So that I've got my be. fingers crossed and that, what, that will work out. Are you physically making all these things I yourself? Physically still? make them. Yes, it's. Uh, I'm the only one. What's the What's the process? You're the only one who's making them. You're doing this all by yourself. Yeah. What about I your child? <laughs> well, they're always, they got little, little fingers. It works yeah. out great. He's, a, he's not quite old enough yet, but uh, I mean, I've. You see, you see it in his future. I see it in his future for sure. <laughs> How many are you making? A lot. How many? Today, today alone, I made 700. So, so you I, have to crush the fruit up and boil it up in a... I crush the fruit. The processes are different um, because I have cream flavors. The cream flavors, I actually cook everything, and I Whoa. use as much local product as I can, oh. including Grant, my... That's yeah, we're, we're into local. Local, local, local. We'll be doing local for a month. Including my sugar. Eating crazy people. <laughs> 
So you, so you have to boil something like that flavor I had, which I love, called salted caramel. Yes, that's the one that everyone loves. That is a I great discovery. I should change the name to Crack Pop. I you think. should wow. totally. Hey, people, crack. people are hooked crack on sells. it. Crack Which one? That is, is that. <laughs> that's my money maker. Salted caramel is number one. Yes. You could shake your moneymaker. Yeah, you got it. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so you physically, do you have no employees? I have an employee, but he literally comes in a day and a half every week and runs the cash register. So he doesn't That's get involved. That's the kind of job I'm looking for. He doesn't is, get involved with well making paid? them. So right. you're making them all by yourself. That's yeah. going to have to come to an end at some point if you're going to sell them through Whole Foods and so on, right? Yes. Oh, so yeah. uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. How do you get the sticks to stay up in the middle of it? Oh, I have a, I have the whole thing, the whole package. Can we come um, over? Yeah, yeah we'd love to see this. See yeah. It's pretty cool. I have this thing that you put the sticks in, and you line them up, and they're all uniform, and then it has this top that grabs all the sticks, and then you put that on top of the mold. Oh. So then when I'm ready to pull the, the pops out, I immerse it in t- tepid water and then just pull wow. 22 pops out. Who made that? That contraption unilever it's not unilever <laughs> they, who makes that stuff? It, this came from brazil all of my uh huh? pop making product comes from brazil and they have mardi gras too do you ever have a screw up and you're like damn it damn it damn it damn it i've just ruined a hundred popsicles yeah not a hundred but how many can you screw up <laughs> how many can i screw up i mean how many is in a batch well i make uh 88 88 uh, yeah whoa that's a mathematically. That's um, there's 88 keys on the keyboard on the piano, right? Like oh that. my yeah. god! What else is 88? Uh, eight times eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Time for another song. Yeah. And then we yeah. have to call it a day. Sun Hotel. I noticed that when you say it, you don't say Sun Hotel like I do. You say Sunatel or something. I kind of I can't squish talk together. Very well. How do you say it? And we've, each song we've had another gin and tonic, so by this point we can't. You say have it. had a few drinks, I've noticed. Yeah. What are you all drinking? I, I switched from whiskey ginger to bourbon on the rocks. Mm-hmm. That's a nice. This. And you're not riding your bicycle home, I assume. No, I'm riding a car. You're driving. You're driving. Oh, fantastic. Okay. <laughs> That's terrific. Nice. What's the song? Well, we live uptown, so it's going to be all right. Oh, yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. Uh, this song's called Alchemy, actually. Acme? Alchemy? Alchemy. Alchemy. You know the mixing of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Acme. <laughs> Alchemy. What do you have a song called Acme? That's uh, ridiculous. Just, There's, um, that's what he said. Acne. Come on. Like the Roadrunner. Cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a super new one. We just, we're going to put this as like the single off our new EP, which we're going to put out in October, which we're very excited about. But, you know, this is a little acoustic version. With the electric, with keyboard. electric keyboard. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Oh, oh, oh. But you don't know oh, oh, oh. what they mean. 
agrees with you guys. <laughs> Keep nice. drinking. Have a little graph showing uh, alcohol and, Good and we need performance. To make that a, would be great. Make you a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> <laughs> I see a PowerPoint. Very, very nice. Now, when's the record coming out? October In October. In October. And what's, what's it called? There, there are it's two records out already, though, right. right? We have Team Spirit, which was an EP that we put out, all self-released, all self-recorded. Not Smells Like Team Spirit. No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> just, team, team, just spirit. team Spirit. Uh, and the other one was called Coast, and that was our album, which we put out on vinyl and everything, and it was very, you know... And it, they are, this is all out on Chickapin Records. Exactly. And how are they selling? Pretty good? Well, we're doing pretty well with our records. We just sold out T-shirts. That's pretty cool. That's great. Not the record, but that was good. Congratulations, yeah. We've been on tour for the last... We were on tour for 28 days, right when school got out on May 13th. Where do you go? All over the country. Wow. Like, we were up in... We did two weeks in the South and then up to Boston and Manhattan, Chicago, St. Louis. Then we played two festivals, one in Connecticut and one in Texas. So that was insane. And then, I don't know, we're back, thank God. So things are working, <laughs> things wow. are working out for some yeah, hotel. Yeah, we're, we're, so. we're busy. You know, that's that's excellent. Well, we're very pleased to meet you. Very yeah, pleased thank to you so much for having us. We've awesome. been excited to have you. Thank you very much. Sun Hotel is John St. Cyr, Ross Farber, and Tyler Skerlock. And Alex Hertz Alex is not Hertz, here. Alex Hertz is not with us at the moment. Who's in Bulgaria or somewhere? No, he's in <laughs> Prague uh, studying what we hope he's... Actually, he's, he's in Philadelphia right He's now. in Philadelphia he preparing to go to Prague for a month. It's tough to go to the Phil's game in Bulgaria. And Michelle Weaver has been our guest 
as well from Meltdown on Dumain Street and online. Do you have an online presence at all? I guess you can't sell frozen confections online. I have online, a website really. and a Facebook page. I'm meltdownpops.com. Meltdownpops.com. Yeah, okay, we have a link to it on our page as well so people can go check it out and hopefully can uh, buy them when they're here in New Orleans and in Whole Food around the country maybe. Yay, that would be awesome. That would be great. And yes. Peter Rusciutti, the assistant dean from the Freeman School of Business at Tulane University. Thank nice. you so much for Thanks joining for us me. here as well. It's been an interesting bunch of people this afternoon here at the Columns Hotel. We've really had a great time. Thanks for joining us as well. I'm Grant Morris. Our producers are Melinda Hawes and Trish Kaufman. Our executive producer is Tanya Castellanos. Our consultant producer is Ali Duffy. Mitch Cry is our technical director. And our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world and everything in between is Cliff Brigden. Our theme song is being written and is being played right now by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show, if you can stay upright for about an hour and speak coherently for most of it, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue. A great place to come and stay if you're coming to visit New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink with us or your own friends anytime down here. Check out our other happy hour shows on our site, itsneworleans.com. And while you're there, check out Psych Ward as well. Until next time, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us on Happy Hour.